Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. It's also the birthday of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, one of the greatest Americans ever to live, in my, in my humble and slightly subjective opinion. Uh, I once heard an anecdote about Longfellow. Uh, I think it was Anthony Esselin who told me this anecdote, uh, that one day a group of boys, uh, 11 or 12, were playing, walking freely, roaming freely through their hometown uh, in ways that maybe aren't uh, possible or probable anymore. And just as improbable, they were discussing their favorite poets. One of them remembered that that very day was the birthday of his favorite poet and that that poet lived in their own town. So they all thought it would be great fun to go to his house and knock on his door and wish him a happy birthday. So they did. They walked up to the house, knocked on the door. An aged man with a snowy white beard opened the door, and they wished him a very happy birthday. The man was, of course, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and this would have been one of his last birthdays. But old as he was, he showed a kind of youthful joy and delight in their visit. He invited them in, served them tea and cookies, and they chatted about poetry for the afternoon. I wish we still had people like Henry Wadsworth Longfellow uh, in our midst. It was probably right around the time of that birthday and that visit that he was composing the poem I'm going to read today. It's called The Poet and His Songs. It was written, published at least, uh, in 1880, just two years before his death, when he was uh, about 73. I will read it once, offer a few comments, and then read it one more time. The Poet and His Songs As the birds come in the spring, we know not from where, as the stars come at evening from depths of the air, as the rain comes from the cloud and the brook from the ground, as suddenly, low or loud, out of silence, a sound, as the grape comes to the vine, the fruit to the tree, as the wind comes to the pine and the tide to the sea, as come the white sails of ships or the ocean's verge, as comes the smile to the lips, the foam to the surge. So come to the poet his songs, all hitherward blown from the misty realm that belongs to the vast unknown. His, and not his, are the lays he sings, and their fame is his, and not his, and the praise and the pride of a name. For voices pursue him by day, and haunt him by night, and he listens and needs must obey when the angel says, Write.
This poem is the final poem in Longfellow's collection, Ultima Thula. The title of that collection comes from an old Latin phrase. Uh, it's come to mean the highest degree, the outer limit, the farthest extreme. Uh, it literally translates to farthest Thula, uh, Thula being a medieval and somewhat mythical name for an island at the farthest uh, reaches of man's uh, knowledge. Sometimes it was a name given to islands north of Britain, like the Orkney Islands. Uh, it was a name at one time given to Iceland, which for a while people didn't believe in. Uh, sailors who had uh, claimed to have seen Iceland were uh, laughed at and doubted for a long time. Uh, finally, the name seemed to be attached somewhat permanently to Greenland. Uh, there are still uh, places there that have uh, vestiges of that name. But generally and poetically, it means uh, faraway places, fantastical places. Uh, and that collection is uh, mostly made up of poems on that theme. But this final poem is a kind of coda to the collection. And it's a reflection on what it means to be a poet. And I'm sure that there are times in every poet's life and career uh, that seem to contradict what Longfellow says here when trying to write a poem is like trying to wring blood from the stone. But it's Notable that he wrote this so late in his life and so late in his career, uh, a life that had been full of uh, tragedies and a career that, uh, though successful, was uh, also full of its ups and downs. And looking back on his vocation, this is the conclusion he comes to, that there is a kind of uh, effortless need to write uh, poetry that Longfellow feels uh, reminds me of uh, what J.R.R. Tolkien said about writing The Lord of the Rings, that he never really thought of himself as inventing it, but rather discovering it, that it was uh, given to him or shown to him, along with the command to uh, make it real. So Longfellow hears the voice of the angel saying, right, and I'm very thankful that he did. Here's the poem one more time. As the birds come in the spring, we know not from where, as the stars come at evening from depths of the air, as the rain comes from the cloud and the brook from the ground, as suddenly, low or loud, out of silence, a sound. As the grape comes to the vine, the fruit to the tree, as the wind comes to the pine and the tide to the sea, as come the white sails of ships or the ocean's verge, as comes the smile to the lips, the foam to the surge, so come to the poet his songs, all hitherward blown from the misty realm that belongs to the vast unknown. 
His and not his are the lays he sings, and their fame is his and not his, and the praise and the pride of a name. For voices pursue him by day and haunt him by night, and he listens and needs must obey when the angel says, Right. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Until next time, happy reading.